Hello, I hope you're well. I am so excited for this weekend, and it's because it's normally the Maryland Sheep and Wool Festival. good as some of the other ones, I think partly because they're committed to only serving products made out of lamb. But that has not been my case. So my kids, um, they love the corn dogs and they're just normal corn dogs at the Maryland Sheep and Fool Festival. So for whatever it's worth, it's like just the right size. It's at the right time of the year for me. It's in May, which my semester is usually over. It's the week before Mother's Day usually. And I take my daughter Usually, sometimes my son will go, but he's opted out of last year's. And so we go and we see the alpaca and we visit the sheep and we eat, you know, funnel cake and corn dogs and see the sheep dogs. And we just have a good time. It's about an hour away from me, so it's not a terrible drive and it feels very manageable. And I usually go on Sundays. It's a two-day festival. And the first day is, I think, the main attraction. That's when all the lessons are and you know, it's kind of overwhelming. I guess that's when people get their Jenny the Potter mug or whatever the hot item is, the Miss Babs special dye lot. But I usually go on Sunday. It's very low key and, um, and we have blast. And of course it's canceled this year and I'm very sad about it. Um, but it has me thinking a bit about, you know, the cycles of knitting life, you know, sort of when I, I knit year round, I don't, stop knitting in the summer. I usually knit a giant shawl. Um, I take Elizabeth Zimmerman's advice to heart where she says that a shawl is a perfect summer project because it's fingering weight and it's light to carry around, but that it's also um, engrossing. It usually takes me all summer to get through a shawl. So last year I went and I was trying to pick out special yarn for a friend had asked me to knit a shawl, which no one ever asks me to knit. Well, I shouldn't say that people ask all the time, but not seriously. Uh, but this one I wanted to do is she, my friend was definitely knit worthy and she had written a book about a really amazing African-American woman blues guitarist and, uh, Rosetta Tharp, sister Rosetta Tharp. Uh, so she wrote this great biography about her. And then there was a knitting pattern that is about her as well, named after her by Kate Atherley gorgeous, like a pie shawl, kind of huge, but beautiful shawl. So I wanted to make it, you know, my friend offered to pay me for the shawl, which I wouldn't do. Um, but I, I very much wanted to create a gift experience for her. So I did. So I went and I got, um, I found the neighborhood fiber company, which I love uh, out of Baltimore, which is a black woman owned business. And I thought it would be such a great tribute. I even like took texted a picture of all the, you know, I went ahead of time and peeped out the colors at my local yarn store and, um, 
you know, texted a photo of them so she could see some of the colorways. And so even though there was one I loved, I got the tonal brown shades that she, my friend wanted. Um, and we went and that was my big purchase. I'm not somebody who, as I've said before, really splurges on yarn purchases. I feel very economical about this. And as I've been saying, I've been trying really hard to use recycled materials for myself or found items at upcycle or donated or stash. But this was a splurge for my friend. And I loved all the symbolism and storytelling. So we went, my daughter helped pick it out. Um, and we we just had a blast purchasing the yarn and this um, experience. And so, so I guess what I'm thinking about is just all the different times I've gone to Maryland Sheep and Wool and how important it is to me and why I'm missing it so much this year. And it's... It doesn't directly relate to recovery in any profound way, I didn't think, until I started really um, thinking about it. And I realized that it is actually an important milestone for me. I started going, I went to Maryland Sheep and Wool Festival when I first moved to D.C. right out of grad school. And I didn't have any knitting friends. I had left a pretty great knitting group in New York where I had done, um, where I'd lived before this. And I was lonely. I was really lonely then. It was a first year of the job, away, new friends, you know, just in a strange city and overwhelmed by work and, you know, not really feeling like I had much time to dedicate to building out my life and feeling like I just didn't know what I was going to do. And so I went by myself to the Sheep and Wool Festival and it was not great. I felt it was fun, but like, I just kind of didn't know what to do. And I felt super overwhelmed. I mean, it's mostly a, at least at that point in time, I just remember it being an overwhelming shopping experience. I didn't know what I wanted to purchase. I didn't know, I didn't have much disposable income, but I also didn't really know much about yarn or, and I couldn't really go off pattern. And I just kind of remember walking around. I bought this really weird, um, gorgeous silk velvet yarn, um, Oh gosh, what's the word for it? Um, chenille. That's the word for it. It's chenille. Silk chenille. Um, so it's this like bizarre yarn. And it made the weirdest scarf, gorgeous scarf. Um, I ended up making it for my my husband's mom uh, years and years ago, which I didn't think she ever wore. But then one time she brought it over and she wanted me to repair it. Um, so of course I, I was so touched. I just thought, you know, sometimes... I guess maybe the lesson here is that you think someone isn't knitworthy, but they really, really are. And that's certainly um, my husband's mom, who I have a complicated relationship with, as you might imagine. Anyway, so I'm digressing. So that was the first yarn purchase I made. It was so expensive at the time. I think I spent like $50 on two skeins of yarn, which was just mind boggling to me. But it made a pretty scarf and I never went back until five years ago, maybe six years ago. And, um, and this is a story I want to tell. This is how it relates to recovery. I wanted to go, I wanted to go as a mother's day gift to me from my family. And I kind of insisted that they were going to do this. And so I told my husband and he said, yes, he was going to drive us and take the kids and the kids were younger then. Um, so I want to say maybe three and five, you know, a little bit unruly in a large festival to handle on your own, which of course, um, not to spoil the story, but it's what's going to happen. And so my husband had planned this and this was my, like I said, it's always the weekend before mother's day and this is what I wanted. And 
my husband uh, at this point in time, I think we were still sort of in denial about what was happening. And he's, his family is a big socially drinking family. And he was with his family that night and didn't come home. Just, I knew he was over there, you know, and he passed out. He probably drank to excess and passed out and then didn't wake up in the morning. And as I said, it's a kind of an hour's drive and the festival ends early on Sunday. And I, it was hot that day. I remember that I was hot and I was mad. I was so mad at him because he wasn't home. Didn't, you know, he's hung over yet again. And I was unable to go to the Maryland Sheep and Wool Festival, which I was so looking forward to. And I don't know what happened that day that was different than all the other times where I would probably have just, you know, stewed and <laughs> resented him and probably like be angry at him for weeks on end. Um, but that day I wasn't. I just packed up the kids, put them in the car, and I drove myself to the Maryland <laughs> Sheep and Wolf Festival with these two little kids um, who were, as you might imagine, not overly <laughs> excited about yarn, but loved people and animals and ice cream. And that's what we did. I don't even think I went into a single vendor's booth. It was the complete opposite experience uh, that I had the first time, which was all defined by shopping. And this time, there was no shopping because I had these two little kids. It was mostly just, I think we were even there for like under an hour. It was so hot that day. And, you know, I had to carry the littlest one. I had my mama guns at that point in time from hauling a three-year-old around. But ever since then, it became a big tradition. And I remember it was the first time I let go of the anger and the resentment of feeling like because he was hung over, my life had to stop. It didn't. I went anyway. And it became this family tradition. And for a little while, it helped our family. He recognized that I was going to make different choices. And for those of you who love someone who's struggling with addiction, that can get um, you know, some attention when you stop um, feeding into that sort of anger cycle. Um, if you put down the rope, as we say, you know, and the tug of war, and if you stop fighting and start living your own life, then things can change. Um, not easily, not often, and certainly not always for the better, but they do change. And that day they did. My husband noticed that. And the next he, he felt very much like he missed out on something that was important to me. And, and he, he recognized that. And so the subsequent years, my family went with me and we had some fun times at the Maryland Sheep and Wool Festival. At one point in time, his mom even met us up. It was such a clear um, family outing and everyone could see how much fun we had that others wanted in um, and they wanted to join us there. And so you know, I actually did get some time to shop. I bought the yarn for my friend's shawl and, you know, I've done other things with my daughter. I got her one time a punch, needle punch art set where he, she made little felted needle felting objects. She loves that. I got a beautiful shawl pin for myself one year. Like again, not huge splurges. I'm not somebody who's always about the acquisition. I can't afford it. I wish I could. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm adding like a million things to my cart every day and never, I'm still not hitting purchase um, because there are obviously more important things for money to be spent on these days. But 
for most times, I, I've just been really enjoying learning about the animals, seeing the alpaca, seeing the angora bunnies, and also my favorite aspect of Maryland sheep and wool, and this one I'm really, really sad about. And one of these years, I might get my act together to enter, but I always love the prize-winning booth to see the objects that people made. And it feels some ways like the opposite of Instagram culture. These are not people I feel like who are necessarily on the gram, but boy, their skill and their artistry and their craft is just tremendous. So that's always my favorite booth um, or favorite, I guess, barn tent. I don't know. <laughs> if you've been to Maryland Sheep and Wool Festival, you realize the lines are sometimes a little bit blurred between those two things. So last year, sadly, um, my husband didn't come with us. He was hungover again. And I had the same realization that I had that very first time that I had a choice to make. I could be angry about what alcohol is stealing from me and from him and from our family. Or I could focus on what I wanted to do that day, which was take my kids to the Maryland Sheep and Wolf Festival. And I feel the same right now. I could be mad about what COVID-19 is taking from us, which right is I want to go to the Maryland Sheep and Wolf Festival. Or I could focus on things that I love about that festival, which is time spent with my family and what sharing my love of knitting with them allows me to do. Even if they don't love it, they know I love it and I get to share it with them. And that's important, right? That's a part, important part of relationships. I'm learning that, that I need to share what I love. And I think like a lot of codependent people, that can feel so risky to be authentic and vulnerable and to share. It's easier to focus on other people than to focus on oneself and, and to share that vulnerability. And so my sweet daughter said to me, I told her about this. I was sad that we couldn't go this year. And she said, well, we could have it here. She's going to let me knit all day. And um, I think we'll eat hot dogs. <laughs> There's no corn dogs. But um, but it should be a fun day nonetheless. I'm finishing up my Naname socks. I love this pattern. It is a total challenge. I totally messed it up again. And it has really been a kind of fun puzzle. Just hard enough. I would say it's like a 500-piece puzzle, not a 1,000. And <laughs> Harder than 200, but not quite a thousand. So it starts at the heel, as I said before, and works its way up and then out. And it has this cool short row shaping on to create a diagonal for two color um, effect. And so if you haven't checked it out, I would totally recommend it. <laughs> There's no one listening. But anyway, I'm saying it to myself. I love this pattern. It's the Naname pattern, N-A-N-A-M-E. And it's reminding me, just like the Maryland Sheep and Wool Festival, that I can learn to do things differently. So I love sock knitting. I sock knit a lot. Um, over the years, I used to do flap heel. Um, I don't do the fishless kits, but I do do toe up with a German, I guess the German heel you know, sort of just a kind of short row for the heel and then up and then a tubular sewn bind off. Um, but I can go, you know, again, I've, I've knit socks now a quite a lot, a lot of different ways. And so this is a nice one too. I, what I do not vary though, by the way, I am DPN. I'm old school. I do not do circulars. I don't do two circulars. I do not understand magic loop. 
Although I have to say this experiences me even thinking about magic loop. Maybe I'll give it a whirl. But this sock pattern is so fantastic. And the other thing that I'm learning about this is that I absolutely love this cotton wool blend, which is great because DC is hot as heck. But I haven't always loved knitting with cotton. I think mostly because I've done dish towels, that peaches and cream, and it's just, I don't know, not worth the knitting time. In my opinion, I'd rather touch something lovely. But this stuff is so, so lovely to the point, and I've never done this before, but I, I've been wearing one, the one sock while I'm knitting on the second sock because it just feels so wonderful. So this is a little gift to myself, and I, um, I'm just loving it. I'm still working on my open-air shawl by Pearl Soho with linen quill which is also gorgeous, although that one's starting to feel, I've referred to it as the shawl of anxiety, and I'm not sure after this experience I'm going to really want to wrap myself up in all of the emotion that I put into it during this this self-quarantine time, but there it is. And then finally, I have been thinking a little bit about that Barocco Glossé yarn and what I'm going to do with it, the rayon tape yarn, and I've narrowed it down. I found this really weird old school Rowan um, bamboo tape pattern and it's hard to find but I have found that so I, I might use that or you know I have to do like an Etsy order so it might be for a time in the fall when things are less crazy or I might just do the the easy answer which is the Deshane or the ranunculus, which I think both of which would be fine in this yarn. So that's where I'm at. That's what I'm thinking about. I hope that wherever you are, you are safe and well and taking care of yourself. And if it feels overwhelming, I'm hoping that maybe you can find a way to make a change that opens up some possibilities. I hope you have beautiful materials to work with and knit-worthy people in your life who are cheering you on. Take care. Bye.